welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. To change the world. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number, beginning at verse 33. We're going to begin there. Amen. Hebrews 11. Wouldn't it be awesome if we had church next Sunday in a new building? Amen. Praise God. I, I'm t- y'all heard me say this a million times. I am so thankful for this building. I am so thankful for what God did. We sacrificed so much getting into this building. And then we got it paid off. I am so thankful for how God worked a miracle. But whew, I'm ready to move on. Amen. Who through faith subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned flight the armies of the aliens. Look at verse 35. Women received their dead, raised to life again. And others were tortured What does that say? Not. (laughs) Let's read that in context again. And others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance. That means they were offered a way out. But they refused it. You know, the early church, first century Christians, you know, every time they met to worship, they stood up and they made affirmations and creed at every service. Every service. And it wasn't like just, I'll die for the Lord. They would make affirmations. They would stand and say, I will love my brother. I will serve Jesus Christ. They would declare him Lord and Savior. And then they would make affirmations of being faithful to death. I was talking with Brother and Sister Strickland after church the other night, and I said, could you imagine being in one of those churches and every service just about you looked around and a family was missing because they had been fed to lions or they have been burned alive, and yet they still kept coming to church. Not accepting deliverance that they may obtain a better resurrection. And others had a trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover the bonds of imprisonment. They were stoned. Listen, young people, this is your heritage. These are your forefathers. They endured this for us. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. They were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute and afflicted, tormented. I love verse 38. Of whom the world was not worthy they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth and these all having obtained a good report amen and these all having obtained a good report through faith received not the promise of God. Did you catch that last part? Received not the promise of God. God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. Verse 35, one more time. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better Resurrection. Somebody say that with me. Not accepting. Say it again. Not. That means the torturer, the soldier said, if you'll deny Christ, you can get out of this. But they what? Not accepted. I want to preach to you for a little while this afternoon on I'll take the hard way. I'll take the hard way. I know everybody wants easy Christian living, but give me the hard way. 
I know everybody wants to live for God as long as they're, but I'm gonna take the hard way. If you believe that, just raise your hands to heaven right now. Hallelujah. Come on, lift that voice to the mighty God of heaven. Come on, I want you to reach over and begin to pray with somebody near you right now. In Jesus' name, pray over. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Help us take the hard way in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, give the Lord praise if that's how you feel today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Look at somebody before you're seated and tell them, I'll take the hard way. Amen, you can be seated. Amen. As a matter of fact, it looks so good up here. I'm just, Brother Chase, I'm just going to expect this every Sunday. What do you say? You're a student, you need to be right up here worshiping the Lord with us, amen. Matter of fact, we'll give you the front three rows and we'll take the, we'll take the back seat, amen. You are leaders, amen. Amen, all in favor say aye. aye. All opposed, we don't want to hear from you. And others not accepting deliverance. To not accept something means they chose. They would not accept deliverance. It seems to me as if they chose not to accept deliverance. That means to me that deliverance was most certainly offered to them, but they chose not to accept it. Life is full of choices. Life is full of choices. Life is full of crossroads. Life is full of crossing paths and different ways. But it seems to me that we have to focus in ourselves to the will of God to know what choices it is that we are to make in life. I know that it sounds uh, like like life is easy in its choices, but it, it couldn't be further from the truth. Every choice has a consequence. After all, if I get to be 18, I remember thinking that uh, I'm going to do it my way. I don't know if anybody else remembers that, but when you were 12 and 13 thinking, when I get out of this house, when I get out of this home, I'm going to do it my way. I ain't going to have to listen to anybody else. Nobody's going to have to tell me to clean up my room, and I'll clean up my room when I want to clean up my room. Amen. And, and I just can't wait. Amen. Then you get out of the house, and you realize that with that choice comes insurance and taxes and rent. And how many know what I'm talking about right now? Amen. That with it comes choices that we begin to understand that just because, amen, just because I'm old enough to do something doesn't mean that I should. I told somebody recently, I said, uh, one of the worst abilities ever given to me was being an adult, was being able to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it. If I want to eat Fruity Pebbles at 2 a.m., bless God, I can eat Fruity Pebbles at 2 a.m. I just might look like a blimp if I keep doing it. But I can remember being 
14 and 15 and 16 and thinking that, that when I get 18, I'll, I'll do it my way. If I ever get out of this house, if I ever get my own car, if I ever move into my own apartment, when I get to college or when I'm grown, I'm going to do it my way. We start singing that Frank Sinatra theme, I did it my way, amen. I, I want to do it God's way. But I'm going to tell you the fact is, then the truth is that in life there are very few choices. So many things are determined for us by situations over which we have no control. We did not choose our parents. And if that's discouraging to you, then think about this fact. They got stuck with you too. We did, not, we did not even choose the state that we were born in or the house that we were raised in. It's not been that very long ago that many of you did not even choose the clothes that you could wear. So many things we have no control over. Somebody shout choices. The fact is, we didn't even ask to be born. Recently, a young lady sued her parents because she did not ask to be born. That's the world we're living in. That's the world we're living in. And don't worry, the schools and the media and politicians are, are trying to indoctrinate our children that they have a choice to never give children or have children again and they'll make it available to them any way they can. I still believe children are the heritage of the Lord and they're a blessing from God. We don't see children as punishments for God. We think children are a blessing. Amen. Amen. You, 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 didn't, you, you, didn't, you don't get to select the time in which you came into this world. We did not pick this hour. We did not pick this era. We simply arrived and, and well, here we are. We're here now. We are in this life now. We did not choose it. We did not select it. We did not pick our hair color. Some of us would have picked a better color. Amen. We didn't select our eye color. We didn't select our physique. We did not select whether we would have uh, uh, the ability to be athletic or, or if we would have the ability to be super talented or not. We, we did not get that choice or that opportunity. We were just born this way. Life afforded us this situation and now we got to make the best out of it. I, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I do got a girl that looks good and I call her. I, I wish I could dunk on LeBron. I, I wish I could hit the ball like King Griffey Jr. used to hit the ball. I, I wish I could do all of these things, but see, I wasn't born with that ability. I had to do the best with what God gave me in this life. And young people, instead of sitting around and listening to adults, I'm talking to you too, and getting mad at the world because you didn't get afforded the same opportunities as somebody else or born with the same abilities as somebody else, you need to put your feet down and say, but I'm still called of God and I'm still chosen of God and I'm going to take the hard way. You didn't... You did not choose the shape of your nose or the length of your fingers. It's just the way you came. It's the way you were born. Divinely created by God. I believe that God designed each and every one of you that's in this room right now. And I want to tell you, you may not be perfect to Vogue magazine. You may not be perfect, amen, to the standards of Instagram models. But I'm going to tell you, you are perfect perfect in the eyes of God because God is a perfectionist and he don't create junk 
You may be overweight, but you're still perfect to God. You may be skinny, but you're still perfect to God. You might be a little light or a little dark, but you're still perfect to God. You may wish you had this or that, but I'm telling you, you are perfect in the eyes of your father. And he is in love. He is in love with you. He's madly in love with you. He's obsessed with you. Amen. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. We tell you that and we mean that. That's why we affirm holiness. Because in holiness we say, I submit to your cre- what you've done in my life. And I don't tell God he did it wrong and try to fix it. I said, well, people think I'm ugly. Okay, so there's dumb people that talk to you. And, and I, want, I want to say something to you parents. If you don't affirm your children's value, somebody else will, and most of them are snakes. We have an epidemic. I'm, I'm going to preach it. I mean, I feel it. I preach it. I'm, I feel it in this place. We, we've got an epidemic happening in our schools and our universities right now. They're brainwashing children, telling them that you're not what you, uh, your body says. You're, you're not what your parents say you are. You, 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 you need, if you're a girl, you need to boy, be a boy. If you're a boy, you need to be a girl. And they're trying to tell. And these kids are falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. They're sucking them into this propaganda and this evil. Amen. You know what we need? We need mamas and daddies at home that love their children. You may be an adult and you're still struggling with the fact that your parents didn't show you affection. You know what? It's time to quit blaming the world for all of that and say, but I've got a heavenly father who does love me. A little off my notes here, but I I hope this is all right. I recently listened to a podcast of a man who has recently become a Christian and he was, he was I guess you would call him a gigolo. He, he, he took great pride in conning women uh, to be with him. Um, had been with literally thousands of women. And then he got saved. And he said, I have a message for fathers. Those women were gullible because their fathers didn't tell them how valuable they were to them. And they got told they were smart, but they're never told they were beautiful just as they were and that they were loved. I want to tell you something, mamas and daddies. We are the first line of defense to the deception that comes from hell to our young people. If you don't pray for your kids, nobody else is going to. If you don't protect your kids, nobody else is going to. There are a few decisions that we can make against the situations that have happened to us. We can make the right, we may not have many choices, but we can make the right decisions. We can sit in the corner of life and suck our thumbs and feel sorry for ourselves and blame everybody around us for our disadvantages, amen, and our problems. We can say it's our parents' fault. We can say it's the preacher's fault. We can say it's the society's fault. We can say it's the church's fault, the school's fault. We can blame it every on everybody else. You can get the attitude that says, I never get to go to the front of the line. I don't get the breaks. Everybody else gets there first. Amen. You can do that if you want or you can stand up on your feet. You can square your shoulders up and lift your head and declare, I am a child of the Most High God and I'm in this thing to win it and as for me, I'll take the hard way.
No, we didn't select this life, but here we are. We are in the arena. There is a there is a bloodied sword in our hands. The sand beneath our feet is stained with blood. This is our day, and this is our time. We have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Tomorrow is not your day. Today is your day. Tomorrow is not your revival. Today is your revival. Tomorrow's not your prayer meeting. Today is your prayer meeting. And you need to learn to stand up and say, as for me, I'll take the hard way. We need to quit talking about what we're going to do and what we are going to accomplish when we grow up or when we pray through or when we sell out to God. Because I don't know about you, but I'm ready to draw my sword and wade into the battle right now and make a difference. Quit thinking when I graduate, when I get out of middle school, when I get out of high school, when I get out of college, you need to unsheath your sword right now and say, God believes in me and I believe in God. I've got the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm baptized in the name of Jesus. I'm born again. Amen. And I don't know about anybody else, but I feel like declaring today, I'll take the hard way. Victory or defeat is in the hands of each of us. We choose the directions of our lives. I have just one life to live. That's it. Just one life. Just one life. No do-overs. Just one life. And I don't know about you, but I intend to make this life count. I hope they put on my headstone. Oh, he was here. I hope that's a long ways away. But I want to make it count. We choose the direction of our lives. We choose that direction. I intend to make this life count. I, I know there are struggles. But don't shrink from the struggle. Listen to me. I know there are struggles in life. But parents... Don't shrink away from the trouble. I know there are difficulties, but don't be intimidated by them. If you're afraid of cost, sacrifice, and struggle, if you cannot stand the sight of blood, you were born in the wrong spiritual age. You're living in a bloody age right now. I'm not talking about a physical bloody age. I'm talking about a bloody age in the spirit because the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, said Jesus, and the violent take it by force. And I'm looking at a group of purpose students in Hyphen right now that need to quit uh, uh, thinking about just the next youth camp or the next youth event. And you need to learn to put your hand on your own sword and say, I'll take the hard way. I'll wait in this fight. Thank God I got a praying mama. Thank God I got a praying daddy. Thank Thank God I got a praying pastor. Thank God I got praying youth leaders. Thank God we got a praying ministry staff and a praying leadership staff. But as for me, I want to learn to use my sword right now. I'm not going to wait till I'm married with kids. I'm going to learn to fight. I'm going to learn to intercede now. I'm going to learn to fast and pray now. Look at somebody and tell them I'll take the hard way. I don't mean to encourage you so much, but it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a struggle. And there's going to be a fight. And there's going to be cost. And there's going to be sacrifice. I'm not going to candy coat it for you. I'm not going to cut corners and sugar it down for you here today. I don't have that kind of time to waste. And you're, you're too intelligent for me to insult you by pretending like it's always going to be tiptoeing through the tulips. We don't got time to play church anymore. We don't got time to go through the motions. We ain't even got time to have church. We only got time to be church.
it is time for us to realize that it comes down to blood, struggle, lost, cost, sacrifice. And listen, if you can't handle it, you're not going to make it. We're praying for you. We hope you do. But you better put your hand on the sword. You better lace up your combat boots and find yourself, amen, somebody to link up with and say, I'm not looking for the easy road. I'm looking for the hard road. John F. Kennedy, one of our great presidents, said, quote, that it is not only occasionally in the annals of men, or it is uh, only occasionally in the annals of men that a generation is called upon to bear burdens and make sacrifices in order to change their world. We live in a different world since John Kennedy said that. Now we live in the world of me. We're the first generation that's going to pass off a much inferior country to the next generation. Our grandparents would have never conceived the ideas of passing off their debt to their kids and grandkids, but this generation is more than happy to saddle the next generation with $30 trillion of debt. They, oh, pastor, don't get political. That's not political. That's factual. And it speaks to the mindset of a generation. So I'm going to tell you something, young people. You better learn to put your shoulder to the plow. Because there's a hard road in front of us. But I believe it's our generation to be had. I believe it's our revival to be had. I believe that this generation of apostolics, I believe this generation of purpose is not an accident. It's not an accident you're here. Our educational levels, our talents, our energies, uh, the money in our pockets and the heritage that we have did not just happen, but God has placed a call on this generation from which we cannot escape. It will shape us. It will determine our destiny. It will cause us to be successes or failures. We cannot ignore the hour in which we live. You've got two choices. You can either take the easy way or you can take the hard way. When the lights were going out in Europe and the curse of Nazism was conquering all in its path, the British prepared for its coming. They prepared with, for a fight with Nazi Germany that they had very little hope of winning. We ought to be better students of history lest we repeat all this stuff again. Now we got everybody itching for another world war right now. Listen to me. I'm not talking about either. Both parties are amped up for a war right now. Trying to pick a fight with Russia. Oh, well, you know, he's a bad guy. Well, there's a lot of bad guys. How about let, let, let's not find a bad guy who has equal nuclear capability as us. They're itching for this war. They want this war. Politicians on both sides, both parties, they want this war. I think it would do us well to go back and remember what brought it on so we can try to avert it. But I'm going to tell you, there's a war that's raging in the spirit that we cannot avert. With little hope of winning this war, they chose a new prime minister, a somewhat uncouth, short, fat old man by the name of Winston Churchill, who went on the radio and said, I, and I quote, I cannot promise you that I can make it any nicer than what it is. I cannot promise you that I can make it nicer than what it is. We cannot promise this generation any more than what Churchill could not promise his compatriots. And that was nothing but blood. He said nothing but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. They said to him, Mr. Prime Minister, do you have an aim? Do you have a goal? And he said, I can answer this in one word. It is victory. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite 
of all terror. Victory, however the long the road and however hard the road may be, for without victory, there is no survival. And I want to say to this generation of young people and students, I want to say to First Church Vacaville, listen to me, we have but one goal, and I can answer it in one word, revival, revival, revival at all costs, revival in spite of terror, revival no matter how long and how hard the road may be, for without revival, this church has no survival. That's our plan, revival. asked for a plan to achieve this victory. Y'all getting anything out of this? When asked for a plan to achieve this victory, Churchill said, quote, it's simple. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight in the fields. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We will never surrender. When he got done with the speech underground, speaking into a radio broadcast microphone with bombs falling all around uh, uh, London and Britain as the Nazis were bombing them into an oblivion, they said one historian who was there said that Churchill was so animated in his speech, and this didn't get recorded on the radio because he turned while shaking in a fervor after he said those words, we shall never surrender. Then he turned and looked at the crowd and said, and if we have nothing left to fight them with, we'll throw beer bottles at them. Let them write what they want to write about this generation. Let them say what they want to say about the church of Jesus Christ. Let them declare what they want to declare. Let the view spew whatever they want to say. Let Hannity spew whatever he wants to say. Let the New York Times, the LA Times, let them all say what they want to say. But I'm going to tell you, we will never surrender. We are going to fight in our city. I said, we're going to fight in our city. We're going to fight in our school. We're going to fight in our homes. We're going to fight. Hallelujah. We're going to fight at the grocery store. I'm not talking about a physical war. I'm talking about a, do I have any young people? Do I have any saints of God that'll say, I'll take the hard road. We're going to fight on the platform. We're going to fight in the prayer room. I said we're going to fight in the prayer room. We're going to fight at home. We're going to fight hell wherever he chooses to pop up his ugly little head. Wherever we run across him, we're going to slay him there. He may rise and claim victims, but we're going to fight back. I want hell to know today in Vacaville, we've chosen the hard way. And you have just encountered a church that knows how to fight. Turn around and tell two or three people, I'm going to fight. Oh, you said it too cute. You said it you're like you're having too much fun. I need you to get a war face on and tell them I'm going to fight. Come on, tell them I'm going to fight. I'm never going to surrender. Vincent, don't you ever surrender. Josh, don't you ever surrender. Will, don't you ever get up, give up. James, don't you ever give up. Matthew, don't you ever. It's going to get hard, but don't give up. Olivia, you chose the hard way. We're going to fight together. Gabby, keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. Angie, keep on fighting. Make up in your mind, I'm a part of this, and I will choose. This ain't just for young people. Sister Tanya, keep on fighting. You made up your mind 20-something, 20 years ago that you chose the hard way. Keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. McKenna, keep on fighting. Keep standing. Don't you give up. Unsheathe your sword and don't you give up. This is the call of a lifetime. This is the call of the era. 
we're not playing church. This is saved or lost. This is heaven or hell. This is hot or cold. I know I'm preaching like I should be in the 60s, but that we need some old-fashioned fire-branded preaching happening to our young people in our churches. We don't need no willy-nilly, limp, limp spine, weak Christians. We need some apostolic young people that are not looking for a way to get carnal, but looking for more ways to be holy. This is heaven or hell. This is hot or cold. It's blood and sacrifice. It's fire and loss. You're in a war. But we chose the hard way. You may never own a Mercedes. You may never live in a fine mansion. You might not complete your high-powered education to become an attorney at law. And I don't think there's anything wrong with education. But I do know that there is a sea tide coming at the first church campuses. There is a change of consciousness in the people of our campuses. And listen to me, young people. I believe the saints of God want it. I believe your parents want it. I believe the adults want it. But just in case they don't want it, you lift up your sword and say, I'll take the hard way. say I'll take the hard way some things that just a few years ago were so very important and seemed so worthwhile today have lost their luster and lost their glow somewhere somehow we have began to smell the scent of death and we began to hear the marching boots as the sounds of war pierce our ears somewhere we have caught a vision of leaping burning literal hell in which the souls of men will reside forever and some are saying some are deciding that they don't want the easy road anymore but they want to make a difference in this world while they're here listen to me i didn't get this message because i went to youth camp with you or the youth convention with you on friday night amen our media team can tell you i sent them this uh, several months ago but god put it off in my spirit to not preach this uh, until today and i didn't even preach it this morning i feel like i need to preach it to you this afternoon because while you're on fire for god and while you're feeling the fervor of god's call on your life i want you to make a clear-headed decision i want you to be eyes wide open in your decision it's not all gonna be smooth it's not all gonna be downhill amen but there's devils you're gonna have to fight listen to there's people that are gonna walk away from you there are friends that are gonna turn their back on you amen not because you've done them wrong but because you made up in your mind to choose the hard way I'm not preaching against education and I might as well tell you that I'm not preaching against anything else. As a matter of fact, I am preaching for some things. I'm going to talk about sin, but I'm also going to talk about some things that are not sin that are still choking the life out of us. Amen. I, I, I completely understand that many of us are going to spend our lives in one unending exercise of just getting by working harder to be mediocre than we could to do great things for God. I understand that some of you are going to be drugged from one youth convention to the other. You'll be drugged from one youth camp to the other. You'll be drugged from, drugged from one awakening conference to the next, from one revival service to the next. Amen. And you're just going to be tagging along because you, you, you're never really going to invest in this. You're always looking for the smooth road, always looking for the easy way. Amen. And God bless you and keep on coming and hold on. But I want you to understand something. The church is on the move. The church is on the move and we made up our mind a long time ago we're going to take the hard way I'm persuaded that there are many going to worship just enough to hang on I've been doing this for over 23 years and I have learned there are going to many that there's, there's a lot that will pray just enough 
There's some that'll toe the line of holiness just enough to keep me off their back. They'll, they'll live for God just enough to keep their parents off of their back. Some are going to just do just enough to be able to make that youth trip. Just enough to be considered a member of First Church. I want to tell you something. There's a remnant that's not living for God like that. Matter of fact, it's a majority that's not living for God like that. Hallelujah. If you're only interested in getting by, you're probably going to have a hard time hanging on at the speed that this train is going. If all you want is the easy road, if all you want to do is just glide into heaven, amen, you don't want any scratches or wounds, and you don't want to shed any blood and agonize in the altars or have a prayer life or learn to live dedicated unto God, amen, I want you to know, amen, you're welcome to be here, but you're going to have a hard time fitting in because in this church, there is a remnant that says, I've chose the hard way. I'm not looking to backslide. I'm not looking to turn my back on God. I'm not looking to just barely make it. Listen to me. I love this church too much to not tell you the truth. We have too many that are becoming professional Pentecostals. We know the moves. We know the words. We know how to shout, when to shout. We know the fashion. But there's no commitment. Amen. To all our guests, we love you. Come back next Sunday. I'll preach you happy. I've got to preach to some, saint, to some soldiers right now. I've got some folks that, that are enlisting right now. I've got to, I've got to make sure I don't, I don't get sued for false advertisement. We got to do more than know the moves. We got to do more than just pay lip service to the church. We got to do more than just show up at the right time. We got to do more than be religious. We got to do more than just show up on time. We got to do more than just wiggle with the beat. We got to do more than just clap and shout amen at the right time. We got to have a commitment that goes outside these four walls. We got to do more than pay religious penance. We got to sell out, commit, and dedicate. Listen to me, when it comes to religion, the Mormons are outdoing us. The Muslims are outdoing us. But we've got the truth. If we've got the truth, amen, we'll have more vacation than they got in Salt Lake. We'll have more revival than they got in Mecca. But we got to make up in our mind right now, I'm going to choose the hard way. I'm going to choose a prayer life where everybody else is playing football and softball. I'm going to choose the fast where everybody else is at the buffet. I'm going to choose to pray. I'm going to choose to worship. I'm going to choose to be dedicated. Somebody shout out, choose the hard way. It ought to move you that there are young people within the Mormon church that put 20,000 kids on the mission field every year. We're moving to put our own kids on the missions field. Thank God for United Pentecostal Church, amen, but we're not doing it. Uh, we're not waiting on them to do it. We're doing it. I'm going to tell them Vinny and Josh and Marcel, get their, their uh, I think he's got passports on the way. I don't know about you. I don't know about him, but we're taking them on a missions trip. We want them to go. We want you to serve in missions when you graduate. Thank God for Bible college. Thank God for seminary. Thank God for youth camp. Thank God for youth convention. But I'd rather you never go to another convention and serve one year overseas in missions in Africa or the Philippines or in South America and understand the kingdom is bigger than what we are here in California to understand that serving God means I'll choose the hard way. Hallelujah. God's calling the generation right now. 
You see, I'm not, I'm not reaching for the politically correct. I'm not reaching for those who want to fit in with the crowd. I'm not reaching for those today who are just trying to be at ease in Zion, but I'm reaching for a different breed today. I'm reaching for someone who is a little bit different in their thinking. I'm looking for someone who is marching to a different drum beat. I'm reaching for a young person. I'm reaching for a, a hyphen. I'm reaching for a, an adult right now in this house who is tired of being at ease. I'm reaching for somebody who is sick of being complacent, who is tired of the ordinary and the mundane. You've had enough religion. You've had enough cute little prayer meetings. You've had enough bouncing along to the music. I'm reaching for somebody who is of a different cut. I'm reaching for somebody who's not ashamed to sit on the front rows and worship God. I'm looking for somebody that's not ashamed to dance, who's not afraid to shout. I'm looking for somebody who's not afraid to pray when nobody else prays. I'm looking for somebody who's willing to weep, who's willing to cry, who's willing to shout, who's willing to declare their generation. I'll tell you what God's looking for. God's looking for somebody that has decided, I'm going to take the hard road. I'm not talking about kindergarten Christians. They need not apply. I'm talking about people that are determined to be warriors for God. Somebody that'll say, hey man, if you're going to climb a mountain, pastor, I'll climb it with you. If you're going to swim a river, I'll swim it with you. Hey man, if you're going to jump out of an airplane, well, maybe. Hey man, I'll jump out with you. God, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. What you want me to do, I'll do. Not people who are sitting there right now saying, but people will make fun of me, but people will think I'm weird. Hey man, I'm not reaching for you right now. I'm reaching for that young man, that young lady, that adult right now who is listening to their pastor preach and they're counting the cost. They're already thinking about things they need to put away. They're already thinking about movies they don't need to watch anymore. Somebody help me preach. They're already thinking about friends who are dragging them out. They're already thinking about relationships. Amen. They can't have and be committed to God. I'm looking for that young man. I'm looking for that young lady. I'm looking for that man or woman who says, I'll take the hard way. I'm looking for a generation right now that says, I'm the worst person and give me my mountain. I'm looking for somebody that says, I'm the worst person. I'll sit on the gates of hell in a water pistol. Just let me go. I'll do it. I'll do it if you let me. Oh, somebody go ahead and rejoice in the Lord. I'm looking for a George Whitfield who said, oh Lord, give me souls or take my soul. I'm looking for a Henry Martin when he knelt in India sands and said, yeah, let me burn out for God. I'm looking, amen, for a David Reinhardt who said, Lord, today I dedicate myself. Accept of me thine forever, oh Lord. I desire nothing else. I desire nothing more. I'm looking for somebody this afternoon that will say, I've already made my choice. I've already cast my lot with the chosen. I've already made up my mind. I will take the hard way. Hallelujah. Somebody that'll make up their mind and say, as for me, I'm not looking for the easy way out but I'll take the hard way. Oh, I got so much more to preach, but I'm going to start landing it right here. I feel the Holy Ghost. We need some ambassadors. We need some navigators. We need some explorers who will say, I don't even need a map. I just need a word. We need some Abrahams that say, Lord, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. I will cross any river. I will climb any mountain.
I will pay any price. I will bear any burden. I'll go anywhere. I'll pass out tracts. I'll knock doors. I'll pray in the public park. I'll have a worship service near Skid Row. I'll witness to my classmates. I won't be ashamed of my commitment to God. As for me, just give me the hard road. I'm coming back from spring break and I'm going to school. Give me the hard road. I'm not thinking it's going to be easy. I'm not caring when it's going to be easy. But let me tell you what. What I believe, I believe you're not the only one that's making a decision to take the hard road. I'll take the hard road. Let me just say it like this. If you're living on an easy route, you can just stay home because this church ain't going to make it on mama's experience. Ain't going to make it on mama's experience. You ain't going to make it on daddy's Holy Ghost. We're not going to make it with what the church did 50 years ago or even 10 years ago. I'm going to tell you young people something. Adults, listen to this. I'm, you, you know I'm preaching to you too. We're making a sacrifice now. God gives us this building. It's going to be a sacrifice. In 20 years, 10 years, it'll be your sacrifice. That's why I thank God for these young people who raised money for missions this year. Raise your hand if you were a real McCoy this year. Stand up and raise your hand if you were. Come on, boys, raise your Raise those hands high. Raise if you were a real McCoy this year. Amen. These young people raised over $1,000 for missions. You know what you've learned? The hard way. And you can change this world. You can change this world. You can accept deliverance or you can take the hard way. Musicians come. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I think I've got my point across. I got about nine pages of notes, but I think my point's getting across right now. Parents, adults, listen to me. They're going to be young people. Young people, we're proud of you. Holy Ghost, proud of you. I know I'm up. I know I'm up here, and I sound. Uh, strong and I and I and I am because I want you to know you're you're moving into a direction you've never moved into before. But I want to say something. Adults, they're still young people. Give them the room, give them the grace rather to get back up when they fall just like you fell. Let me say that again. Give them the grace to get back up that God gave you when you fell. Because although this is the greatest group of young people, they're not a perfect group of young people. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to have bad days. And so before you get all high and mighty, you still have bad days. So when you see them not doing so great, don't you chastise them. I'll be all over you like a West Texas dust storm. You start chastising these young people. I'll cloud up and rain all over you. These are gods. These are gods. They mess up, I'll take care of it. They don't need a bunch of people pointing at them when they fall. They need veteran saints reaching down to lift them up. And let me just say this. Because I, I hear this all I hear this from people all the time. And I I you know, once I'm once I cross 55, I ain't gonna hold back anymore. I've held back for so long. I hear people say, Well, I served God in school too. I, I went to a public school and I still serve God. Well, bless your little pea-picking heart. You ain't dealing with what this generation's dealing with. 
can't make an excuse for them. We didn't have to deal with what they were dealing with. We had to deal with smoking in the boys' room. Maybe somebody making out in the library. Getting invited to a party when there was drinking maybe, maybe twice a year. They're inundated with school systems that want to change their gender. And will hide it from their parents to make it happen. With a world system that is telling them, your parents are wrong, listen to us. You are a victim of your parents. Listen to us. And if you think you fought hell trying to live for God in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, you ain't got a clue what they're going through right now. Their, their life is being recorded digitally on a phone. If they mess up, it can go on social media and it'll never go away. We didn't have that. What I'm trying to say is this. Give them grace to serve God. They're, they're choosing to take the hard road. But don't be there to point at them when they slip. Be there to pick them up. Say, we can be better than this. I'll tell you what I know about young people they're smart they know when they mess up they don't need somebody thumping their chest saying you dingbat why did you mess up they need somebody saying I love you I, we can do better than this I'm going to help you I'm going to pray with you and right now right now you're, you're saying it with me pastor I'll take the hard road but tomorrow you go back to school next week you start seeing friends that you didn't quite make this declaration to. So we're going to stand with you. Because three words stood out to me. Not accepting deliverance. You don't have to choose the hard road. Your friends can message you. You can get on a text group text you can get on a video you can go back to school do whatever and, and be the same person you were before what God did for you this week and they will never know what God did in your life and you'll be accepting deliverance but I feel like there's some young people and there's some saints of God in this house who are going to stand today and say I, I choose not to be delivered from this I'll take the hard way would you stand with me all over this house We don't know sacrifice like our great-grandparents knew sacrifice. We don't know sacrifice like our grandparents knew sacrifice. But God is calling a generation today for sacrifice. He's calling this generation. I'm not going to make an emotional plea. I'm simply going to ask this. Is there anybody that will leave here today with a hand on the gospel sword saying I'll take the hard way and if so I want you to come to this altar right now with hands raised in surrender to the king of kings declaring Lord Jesus I'll take the hard road I'll take the hard road I know it's not going to be easy I know it's not going to be easy Come on, this just ain't for young people. It's for everybody. I know it ain't going to be easy. I'm going to have to live for God some tough times. I might have to break some commitments I've already made. I may have to turn away some friends that pull the worst out of me. But God, as for me, I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose the hard way. I'm going to choose to live dedicated. I'm going to choose to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, that's it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm choosing not deliverance. <laughs> I know I can walk away. I know I can live for God lukewarm. 
I know I can live with one foot in and one foot out of the church, but I choose not to. I'm going to get in with both feet. I'm going to commit with everything that I have. Come on, come on, I choose the hard way. I know I can live with one foot and I choose the hard way. I know my family isn't going to understand it, but I choose the hard way. I choose the hard way. I'll do it. Nobody else wants to teach them Bible studies, Pastor. I'll teach them. Wants to pray, I'll pray because I'm choosing that I'm going to take the hard way. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus name.